Social Zone Vector, episode 97. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey, Zoomers, we are getting started in just a few seconds. But in order to Zoom, you need fuel. Our sponsors give us that fuel. Take a minute now to learn more about them. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore, aka Pam Marketing Nut. Today, we are talking about another one of my favorite topics. I know I have a lot of them, and it is co-created content. And so this podcast is titled Co-Created Content in a Nutshell. And if you haven't already listened to episode 96, which is influencer marketing in a nutshell, I highly encourage you to listen to that unless you are very comfortable with the definition of influencer marketing. Because for the purpose of this podcast today, I am going to make the assumption that you understand what it is. And if you know me, you know I don't like to make assumptions, but I'm encouraging you to listen to that episode 96 so you will understand at least the 10,000 foot level, the accurate definition and description of influencer marketing, because you're going to need that to understand some of the concepts and details I'm talking about in today's podcast. I will be breaking it down further over the coming weeks and months as this is part of a series we are doing on influencer marketing. But what I'm doing is teaching you some of the high level topics that you are going to need to understand to be able to put a framework together around your influencer marketing and content marketing. And then we'll also be talking about other things such as building out that platform and measurement and the list goes on. Hang with me. And over the coming weeks, I think you're going to learn a whole whole lot in this series. And the first thing I always like to do on a topic like this is define what we're talking about. So let's talk about what is co-created content. And it's it's more than just a buzzword. And you've probably seen some blog articles on it. You've seen people tweeting about it. There's a lot of people talking about it in uh, Twitter chats and Google Hangouts, those types of events. It's very similar to influencer marketing. A lot of people that are talking about these things, although they may be educated and know what they are and they've seen other people, other agencies, other consultants implementing them, a good majority of the people out there who are talking about it have never actually done it. So you just need to be careful when it comes to things like influencer marketing and content marketing and developing platforms. You need to make sure people are walking the walk and not just talking the talk. So make sure that the people you're listening to are actually doing what they say 
that is working because if it's working so great, why aren't they doing it themselves? So first definition is co-creation and this comes from Wikipedia and I'll just read this to you real quick. Co-creation is a management initiative or form of economic strategy that brings different parties together for instance, a company and a group of customers in order to jointly produce a mutually valued outcome. Okay, so that's key there. Mutually valued outcome. It views markets as platforms for organizations and active customers to share, combine, and renew each other's resources and capabilities to create value through new forms of interaction, service, and learning mechanisms. It differs from the traditional passive consumer market of the past. Okay, so now you're saying, what the heck did you just say, Pam? What does that mean? Bottom line, it is people coming together to share, combine, and renew each other's resources. I think those are three key words that were in that last part. And the first part, it was the mutually valued outcome. So we're coming together to do something bigger as a team than what we can do by ourselves. And if you've listened to my podcast, you've watched our videos, read our blog, you will have absolutely have heard me say before, people don't buy things, they join things, right? They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And that is what co-created content enables us to do. So we just talked about the definition of co-creation. Co-created content is basically content that is co-created, content that we create with other people other human beings. Now, who are these people that we're creating content with? It's not like we're just going on the street or hopping on Twitter and finding some people that have a whole lot of followers and saying, hey, do you want to create some co-created content with me? That is not what we're talking about. Co-created content is strategic. It's something that should be part of your marketing plan, part of your content marketing plan. It should be embedded into the DNA of what you are doing and how you're organization is structured, how you are creating content, how are you providing value to your audience. It's not something that is a band-aid that you're just going to slap on the side of your blog to fix your content marketing problems or fix your conversion optimization problems to get people through your conversion funnel to get them to do what you want them to do to grow your business and grow your brand. Okay. That is not what we're talking about here. And every time something new comes up, you know, whether we're taking crowdsourcing or we're now calling it co-created content or uh, there's a new word for social media, social business, everybody gets all excited and they think it's the next thing that's going to save their business. It's not the next shiny object that's going to save your business if it's in trouble. However, it is something that can very strategically and tactically be used to augment your team. It can help you create content better and faster, content that is more relevant to your audience and helps you expand your community and grow your business all at the same time. Okay. So now you're saying, okay, Pam, that sounds great. How the heck do I do it? So I always tell you communities create market. You want to, at the core of everything you're doing online, everything you're doing with social media, you want to be creating content. And as we invest in human beings and we invest in communities, we have opportunities for us to nurture relationships. We have opportunities to turn some of those community members 
into loyal brand evangelists, into paying customers. It's up to us whether we ever harvest that relationship, whether we ever turn it into something more. Co-created content is something that you can do that will really help you nurture relationships if you do it right. And so today I'm going to tap into just a little bit about how you can create content with influencers and how you can also bring in and partner with internal employee advocates. But I want to be able to put it in a nutshell with you and kind of make it real because I don't want to just talk about content, co-created content only at the 10,000 foot level. Let's take it down to what it means to do as an example, co-created content with influencers and with your internal employees. If you take advantage of an influencer, you are going to lose more friends than you are going to earn. However, if you help somebody become influential, you help them become successful, you are going to have a partner for life. So basically, hose an influencer, you're going to lose more friends than you may. Help somebody become influential and successful, you're going to make a lot of friends and you're going to have a partner for life. In episode 96, I talked a lot about what is an influencer. I encourage you to check that out. I will also have a couple of podcasts over the coming days talking about influence in general. But when we look at influencer marketing, we are creating our platform, right? So we have our blogs, we have our Twitter, we have our LinkedIn, our Facebook, we're syndicating content maybe on some strategic sites on the web. And we have a goal that we want that content to get in the hands of our target audience. Okay, we have people, we have organizations, we have communities we want to be able to reach with our message. We We know that we can help them solve problems. And this is whether you're a personal brand or whether you are a corporate brand, okay? Now, why do we need influencers? We need influencers because they have a community and we want to target influencers to work with that already have people sitting on the edge of their chairs uh, wanting their content. We want influencers that are passionate. We want influencers who are subject matter experts in the right topic areas of the conversations that you want them to talk about to help you and your brand and also help them. You want them to have an interest in connecting with your brand and growing uh, their own platform and community. And you want somebody that is interested in creating co-created content. Okay, they need to have an interest in doing that, obviously. And they need to have that listening and engaged audience. The sweet spot for bringing together an influencer that's external and an employee that is a subject matter expert internal, that is where co-created content gets really exciting. So for an internal advocate, you want them to have some of the same attributes. They, You want them to be passionate about what they're talking about, subject matter expertise in the right topic areas. They need to have an interest in connecting with influencers. And we have done quite a bit of training with some of our clients, helping them execute influencer marketing programs. And we do a lot of employee advocacy training and we're helping employees come up to speed on social and the list goes on. But one of the key things that always excites employees, even if they feel that they are too busy and they really don't want to be part of this social program that we're bringing to them, um, spending so much time on, and they're rolling their eyes and they're like, oh, you know, I already have a day and a night and a weekend job, don't have time for this. As soon as you let them know that they are going to be able to grow their knowledge. They're going to be able to grow their community and connect with other influencers. 
uh, in the industry, it helps their career. And that's when the light turns on and you see them just get it. The light turns on. They're like, ah, I want to be part of this program. So when developing your strategy and your plan for co-created content, if you can bring together internal employees and external influencers in the right way, it will really help you increase efficiencies. When you bring those two groups of people together, you will be amazed at what they can accomplish. And particularly if you get out of the way and and really tap into the power of the mind share and the brain power that you have going on with those two groups. Now, why would we want to create co-created content? Let's talk about a few of the benefits. You want to tap into the power of the OPC. You know me. So influencers have a community. Employees have a community. You can tap in to those communities and you can reach new markets. You can reach people more quickly than you would if you were just trying to take your blog and hope and pray that your target market finds out about it and starts to come read your content. It's going to be a lot easier when you have co-created content and you have influencers and internal advocates sharing that content for you with their communities because they are already hopefully a trusted thought leader within their niche or you're going to help them become one um, if you're also selecting some people who are becoming influential on their way up. Next benefit, it is going to decrease time to market for publication. And so you're going to basically be able to create better content faster. You're going to be able to Keep your content fresh because you're going to have different perspectives than if you're just doing it, you know, utilizing the writer you always write with and whoever is usually working on your content. By bringing different fresh voices into it, it is going to keep that content fresh, unique, and differentiated from your competitors. You are going to be able to increase the social engagement, obviously, because everybody's going to be sharing the content with their communities. That's going to help you ignite relationships because you are creating something of value to everybody that's involved. And, you know, I do a lot of influencer work, not only developing plans for our clients, but I also get called on a lot to do influencer type of marketing and co-created content with other brands. And so some of it I charge for, some of it I may participate in at no charge because there is a value, right? And it just depends on what I have going on in my schedule. But when I see value of people coming together and doing amazing things that we wouldn't be able to do by ourselves, of course that gets exciting. So you can create those relationships and enable people to provide more value to their community. And any good influencer, that should be one of their top goals is that they want to make sure they are providing top, unique, and relevant value to their audiences. You are going to also be able to create new marketing and sales opportunities that would normally not exist because you've opened up um, these new doors, these new social avenues that are taking you to new communities and markets. And last but not least, in regard to why co-created content, you are going to be able to engage employees who would normally not even be interested in participating. The people who would normally say, you know what, no way, Pam, I'm not even going to take a look at that program you have going on. You very well may be able to get them on board. Where do you go? How do you know where you are going and why? You need to make sure that you have goals and objectives. You need to find an overlap for external influencers and 
internal brand advocates and find those common characteristics that matter to you and your brand. Find the key topics that you want to drive conversation. So I encourage you to at minimum, you know, select those top three topics to start. What are the top three areas that you want to drive conversation and thought leadership in your niche, in your market, in your industry, and then start mapping the influencers external and the employee advocates internal to those topics and conversations. Make sure that you pick the right people for the right conversations to reach the right audience. I'm going to say that again. Pick the right people for the right conversations to reach the right audience. It's not about just creating a bunch of content and throwing it out there so you can create more content so you don't have to create content yourself. You're now creating it with a bunch of people. That is not going to work. And you're going to find it actually ends up to be more work than not because you're going to need to be justifying to all these people you brought in why it was good and why it was worthwhile for them to spend the time on helping you create this content. It's better for you to focus on quality, not just quantity. And this also goes for when you are selecting your influencers, which I talked a lot about in episode 96, is make sure you're not just looking at the people who have a ton of followers or have a super high clout or peer index or whatever influence score. You need to make sure they are able to drive action with your target audience or at minimum within their community. But make sure as you're figuring out where you're going and why that you are bringing together content employ advocates and influencers to ignite relationships, deliver valuable content to your target audience. Do not forget why you're doing what you're doing. And at the end of the day, if you don't provide value to the end user person that's reading, consuming, watching, listening to this content, it is all for nothing. As you are tapping into the power of internal advocates and employees. Remember, you are your brand. So the people that you select to do that are also very important. Know what those employee goals are. Why does an employee want to participate in this program? Are they looking for thought leadership? Are they looking to establish and grow their personal brand? Are they more interested in supporting employer brand? So so your corporate brand. And there's a lot of employees that just, they don't really care about building their personal brand. They just want to make the company successful. And they've been around the company for, you know, a couple years to, you know, 20, 30 years, and they just are happy they have a job, right? They want to make the company successful. So know what their goals are and and make sure you can tap into those goals as you're assigning them and and helping them uh, participate in this co-created content project. Make sure that you are providing value you to their career. So if they work on this project, make sure that they're getting credit for it. You know, give them a little pat on the back virtually. Connect them with other influencers. And this is huge because if you can connect them with other industry leaders, you are going to help them grow their network, help them grow their brand, help them grow their expertise, help them better support their company if that's their goal. Your employees are your brand. Social media, influencer marketing, co-created content, all of these things are going to reveal your brand before they transform it. All right. So when we are talking about what is co-created content, what kind of content is this? Co-created content is anything that can be watched, listened to, read, uh, syndicated to other platforms. And it includes things like podcasts, 
Twitter chats, uh, webinars, uh, Google Hangouts, video interviews, cross-functional teams coming together to create, you know, an omnipresent type of channel, which includes all of these things. And think of it also in events. You can bring people together for an event and you can create content at that event. You can do a Twitter chat and create mounds of content coming out of that. One Twitter chat is an example for an event. You would have the pre-blog post that's announcing that. You could have visual images that are highlighting each of the speakers and hosts and you know sponsoring brands. You create a visual image that has headshots and logos and all those cool things on it. You're able to share that for a couple of weeks before the event. You then have the actual Twitter chat event or hang same thing would work for a Google Hangout. And then you're you're highlighting that content. And then after the event, you will have things like transcripts. So for a Twitter chat, you can have transcripts of every tweet that was sent during that Twitter chat. If it's a hangout, you can have transcripts. And then you have your post blog post that explains what was the event that you did and what were the highlights. You can create a Storify uh, Twitter summary that will highlight the top tweets for that conversation. And the list goes on and on. So one event can give you, you know, three to 10 pieces of content. And when you bring smart minds together, my friend, that will help you rock your biz. Trust me on this. So I'm going to leave you with eight key steps for creating co-created content. And then we're going to close this puppy out. First step is planning and goal setting. That's quite obvious. Okay. You need to plan your work and work your plan. You need to have goals. You need to know what you're going to measure because if you get to the, the end of this project where you have launched the content and you haven't set goals, how are you ever going to justify why you should do another one or even know if you should do another one? Second step, content and conversation. What is the content that you want to talk about? What are the conversations that you want to have? Okay, make sure you know that and do not, my friends, skip either one of those steps. Third, identify potential participants. So who do you want to participate in your co-created content project? Those are internal people, employees, as well as external influencers, maybe partners, customers, uh, influencers, and the list goes on. Number four is advocate for external and train your internal. What we mean by this, your external influencers, you are going to start showing them the social love, my friends. So you're going to start making sure that you are letting them know that you exist and that you know that they exist and you value their content. And you can start this at any time, but it's going to become more strategic as you are starting to work on a co-created content plan. Because some of these influencers you want to work with, you may not even hardly have a relationship with them. So you need to go build that relationship first in a genuine, authentic way. Okay, so you're going to start, one of the best ways to do that is just share their content, show that social love. Second part of this is training your internal people. So you're advocating for your external and at the same time, you need to make sure you are training your internal team on what you're doing and why. You can't just bring them into this blindly and hop them on a call with an influencer and say, hey, we're going to create this co-created content. They're going to look at you with the one raised eye and the lip up in the air and say, what are you talking about, Willis? So you need to make sure you're training so everybody can succeed. You want to facilitate their buy-in, facilitate their uh, support for your program. Number five, you want to start recruiting and partnering. So this is where you start actually reaching out 
to the influencers, reaching out to stakeholders, customers, whoever is going to be creating this content with you. And you need to start partnering with them. You need to start letting them know what this is about, how you are going to work together. You know, what are those rules of engagement? Who's going to do what? When are the events? When are things due? What exactly do you need from them? Same thing goes for internal employees. Put it in a box for them. Make it easy as you can for them to engage with you and provide content. You do the hard work. Let them just be the mind share. Let them be the subject matter expert and give you that content. Okay. That's where you're going to get the most value from them. And the easier you make it, the more they're going to want to support you for the next project. Number six is develop the content and events. This is pretty simple. You are going to develop the content. You're going to schedule the events and you're going to execute them. Number seven is you're going to start amplifying that content and distributing it. So amplification means you are sharing it. You are letting people know. You are saying, yes, we've created this awesome you know, set of events or we have this hangout. We have this white paper that we're doing together. We have a slide share deck that I've brought in the voices of the top top 10 industry influencers in my niche to help you solve this problem, ABC, all right? Amplify it and make sure that you have the right messages to amplify it. Do not spam. Do not just be sending out a bunch of tweets uh, telling everybody to check out your links. Don't do that. Have a plan. Take a listen to a ton of our other podcasts that help you with all of these things and more, all right? And then you're going to want to distribute it and make sure you are distributing it to the right platforms, to the right blogs. Make sure that it's as easy as it can be for influencers and anybody who's participating to share that content, including employees. And then last but not least is tweak it, rinse it, and repeat it. So you want to measure it, figure out, what is working, what is not working, and then you need to make it better. So we are always in a continual optimization and making this platform, the content that we've created better and better and better. So that's what content marketing co-created in a nutshell is. I know your time is so valuable and I thank you so much for your participation today. I hope that you learned a ton. Check out some of our other resources and I hope that you have an amazing day. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.